Well, I'll let you go on with Dallas. All righty then. 1983 to 1984. Oh my gosh, so true. You're listening to TV Tangents, a retro TV podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome back to TV Tangents. I'm Natalie. Hi, Natalie. I'm Rebecca. Hi. I did want to mention to folks, hopefully we sound okay, because we've been doing some episodes now via computer, because we're still in the quarantine. Yeah, we're so, not in our fancy studio. Yeah, we're not in our recording studio, so hopefully our sound's okay, and it's, I know our executive producer does not get happy with our sound, but that's because he's a musician, <laughs> so he, he can be that guy. Um, so hopefully it's, it's still good, you guys, because Rebecca and I are looking at each other right now on computer screens, as opposed to across each other long longingly what's the we're, well, well, we're looking at each other longingly now we always look at each other we gaze longingly. at each other <laughs> normally so p.s i forgot to say i'm sorry i was late um I, I was supposed to be finishing my notes but i found some stuff on etsy uh, <laughs> that's why i wasn't prepared uh that's when you okay. wanted to start the meeting i apologize it's all good it's all good um i did want to say that this uh it's been a while since we watched Dallas season six and um, I have taken to, you know, early on, I'm sure some of you noticed when we were doing each Dallas season, I was way ahead of Rebecca. So I had to stop doing that because I'd get confused as to what happened in that season that we were going to talk about. And I would start saying things that happened way later. And she's like, what are you talking about? And guess Um, who was ahead this time? Yeah. I had to tell her to get ahead because I was like, you let me know when you're kind of close and then um, we'll be able to talk about it. So I started watching Dallas season seven uh, four days ago and there's 30 episodes <laughs> that are 40, you, like, 49 minutes ago. long. <laughs> yeah. We knew this a while back, but I was like, okay, I want it to be fresh in my memory. I guess I shouldn't, I really procrastinated though because I got stuck and I was cleaning and so I got a little distracted, but, um, so I have watched, uh, yeah, pretty much 30 hours of Dallas in the last four days. <laughs> Let's just recap that you, had, you asked me in the beginning to watch Dallas because I had never seen Dallas before, and you have seen all of Dallas I've twice at least. Yes. yes. And so you made me watch it, and I thought we were just going to do one episode talking about Dallas, but then I got completely sucked into it in season one and so now we have to do season the season we don't know we don't do this for a lot of stuff but this dallas i got her hooked baby and uh <sighs> yeah so we are season by season right now so um if everybody remembers correctly and uh when we ended season six podcast and show uh the south fork was ablaze yes uh, the, the brothers, JR and Ray, were fighting because Ray found out that um, the person who hit the car that injured uh, Mickey and Sue Ellen was aiming for JR. And Ray finds this out, so he comes to beat the crap out of JR. And, and we do know, too, that because of the accident, and actually because of Holly Harwood, uh, Sue Ellen started drinking again, and she had thrown red wine against the wall, and so... All of Southwark had to be redone. We, we, we wallpapered. Uh, so there's scaffolding and drop cloths everywhere. 
everywhere. And the boys start fighting. And apparently there always are candles lit at, at South Fork, even if no one's around. Um, right. There's always staff though. Well, the staff is there. So they must have it. They must set the, the mood anytime anyone's around. And side note tangent. I, of course, am in the wedding industry. And just two nights ago, we actually got to do a wedding because um, people are allowed to have 10 people around. These people had only invited 10 people to their wedding, but had them come half and half actually um, an hour apart and eat and in whatever. So we're, you know, we're working around the restrictions, but I digress. Uh, The decorator who we don't know had decorated before we got there. Didn't pay attention to this. Uh, There were centerpieces, giant centerpieces that were fake flowers uh, and she had tapered candles on these centerpieces that were lit. And the centerpieces caught on fire. Oh, in no. the middle of the reception. And Ooh. we had to pour water on them and oh, had a fire. So, needless to say, I had just started watching Dallas season seven and, and I had a giant fire. Of, and I was thinking, why would people leave scaffolding and drop cloths around? But then why would anybody put fake flowers next to candles? Why does anybody anything? Exactly. So as the season begins, uh, Bobby's driving up to South Fork and sees the home on fire. And I love how he stops on the road to look at it and then be like, (laughs) oh my God, and then take off again. My first note here is that house is so on fire. (laughs) (laughs) It is more on fire. My first note is fire with three exclamation points. (laughs) But the reason Bobby's a genius is because he drives up to the house, gets Mm -hmm. out of his car. And my first thought would just be, oh, my God, who's inside that I need to get out? And Bobby's brilliant brain was like, jump in the pool first because it's on fire. And I was like, you were a genius. I wouldn't have even thought that. He just goes and jumps in the pool. How many people has Bobby saved? In these seven seasons, he's the guy who saves people. He's the saver. He That's knew true. what to do. That's true. And lucky for them, the smoke detectors were wired to the fire station. That's what JR said later. Yes, that they go directly because all of a sudden they're all showing up. And I'm thinking, That's funny because everybody in the house was unconscious and Bobby just drove up. Who called 911? But they're the Ewings and they own the town. So, of course, their stuff is wired into the fire department. And everybody gets out safely. So JR comes to and goes upstairs and then uh, Bobby gets Ray and then he's fine. So they all go upstairs and then they run out to the patio off of JR's room because let's get away from the fire. And they, I guess they couldn't really go back down the stairs because it, the fire was, it was on fire. So JR and John Ross jump off of the balcony into the pool and then the fire department gets there t- with the ladder to get all everybody else down. And Which we fine. never see the staff. Like, what about Teresa? Was she yeah. there? Did Teresa get out? I mean, it was late <laughs> at night, and I know that there is a separate house for the staff, which we don't. Oh, find. is there? Well, we find that out with the reboot of Dallas. Sorry, oh, okay. Should have us mentioned that, or maybe we do later on. I just don't remember it, but. Uh, and sometimes they're like, oh, the staff's gone home or for, you know, so maybe they, of course, they weren't in there. And that's because of the fire, JR and Bobby kind of call a truce about the let's fight for Ewing oil deal. And let's just run the company together like we always should have in the first place. Um, 
you know, allegedly. You never, everything with JR is allegedly. So, um, yeah, I'm not buying it. No. And Mark worries that because of the fire, that Pam won't file for divorce. So, you know, he's been on Pam this whole time and she has been kind of putting it off a little bit. And then he's worried because now she'll be worried about Bobby that she won't file for divorce. Because she doesn't want a divorce. But then her evil half-sister makes up this letter and it's like, Bobby, I found this letter and it says that Pam would be better off without you and blah, blah, blah. I texted Rebecca when we try not to talk about the show until we get together. And I was like, I hate Catherine Wentworth. That is all. Because, oh my God, she, well, her, first of all, her and JR are both conspiring together to keep them apart. And Catherine, yeah, she gets, she writes up a letter that says, uh, basically she tried to pretend it was from Pam to her lawyer that says, I would stay with Bobby just because I feel obligated to, even though it doesn't make me happy. And this Catherine (laughs) gets her to sign it by coming to her with like, oh, I've got some stuff for Wentworth Enterprises that you need to sign. And she does the whole, like, I'll just hold the paper over trick and was like, you just sign all of these. And I saw her little face right when I was like, oh, she did something crazy. Mm -hmm. Because she wants to marry Bobby and be a Ewing. Yeah, Catherine's a little delusional, too, because not only, first of all, she's been in love with Bobby since the beginning, and, but she just doesn't get it. She just thinks, oh, if I can get Pam out of the way, he'll just instantly fall for me. And, you know, she's just dumb, but that's, we get to her a lot more. She's like, she's like another JR. She is, and they're like perfect together. They're conspiring to keep them apart because, of course, JR has always wanted Pam out of the family, and, um he's fine if Catherine ends up with Bobby or whatever. Um, And at this time, Ellie is on vacation with Clayton mm -hmm. because she and Clayton are getting closer. And so he reads about the fire in the paper. Yeah, they are away. And I found it interesting. There was one episode that began Clayton was jogging, which I found very (laughs) strange. (laughs) Like 60. I mean, it's great. And he didn't strike that he's the kind of guy who'd be in shape. And yeah, yeah you, you never see Miss Ellie. They're on vacation and mm-hmm. he's trying to keep her away because she's so stressed out with everything. Um, and that's fine. And, um, but she's not in, yeah, many, many. And he tell, but he tells Donna not to let anybody else know or not to let anybody else tell Miss Ellie. Hold on one second. What, baby? What the thing? Day, like the tri- this tripod? You're going to bed. You don't need that. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Good night. I love you. It's nine o'clock. She wants to borrow a tripod. It's time okay. for her to start her photo shoot. Right. Um, yeah. So they're, yeah, they're away, and you're right. They had to call, and uh, Clayton's just going to take care of everything and not let her talk to any of her children or anything. Yeah, he's keeping this information from her. He doesn't want her to know because he's afraid of what it'll do. And then she does find out about it, and he has her put in the hospital. For observation, because she has like a nervous breakdown, and then um, he's still be traveling like her. the world, right? At one point, they said Jamaica, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, so they end up in Jamaica later in the season. We find out they're in Jamaica. Um, yeah. They're doing a lot to work around the fact that Barbara Bel Geddes wasn't on the show at the time, 
because she had had a quadruple bypass surgery for a heart event just days after finishing season six. Yes. So they're Which trying always, to play. Yeah. You can always tell when someone's out, you know, it's, a lot right. of times it's for babies, but yeah. Right. And it's like, they're really skirting around the issue and you can tell even the writers don't know when she's coming back because yeah. they're like, well, we don't know if she's going to be here for the barbecue this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they played around it a lot and you could just tell they didn't know for sure. And um, yeah, and no one really, you know, other than Jr. being mad that she's off with Clayton because he doesn't like Clayton. Um, yeah. That's yeah. kind of the beginning part. And a lot is going on besides all of that, you know, so uh, during this time, Mickey is in the hospital mm-hmm. and he wakes up uh, from his coma, but he's paralyzed and he's just, it's super sad. Of course, Lucy's been there and Ray and Donna and Lil, you know, and his like, mom is like really worried. She tells Ray that she's worried about him because he's being cheerful and joking. And that's not like him. Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't understand. Exactly. And a <laughs> few like, times. Well, I was cheerful and joking. Yeah. And I'd be like, what's wrong? Like, uh, <laughs> <what's happening?" laughs> and he tries to clown around a little. And I mean, at one point he asks Lucy to marry him. Um, and that's, you know, all a big crazy part of that. But he starts to get super depressed because he's literally just can only lay there. But that's it, after he makes like a ton of plans. He's like, I'm going to, my life's going to be better and I'm going to do better by you and blah, blah, blah. And then the doctor's like, you'll probably never walk again. And then he's like depressed. Yeah. And I think he didn't realize um, how bad it would be. I think he kind of thought when he woke up that there was a chance that the feelings would all start coming back in his body. And then every day they'd come and he was like, he didn't even want people there. And then it was bad. One of the nurses came in one time and she's like, it's time to turn you the other way. And he's like, Oh, highlight of my day. He's all sort you know, and you could just tell they were trying to cheer him up, but he, he's super sad. He didn't want Lucy to come at one point. And before that, he did have a conversation with Ray right before that. And he was like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And you have to promise me if anything happens, you know, you don't let them, I don't want to live on machines. So don't Mm -hmm. resuscitate me basically. And he, like, slipped back into a coma, right? Yeah, so he, he fights with Lucy, and then she gets mad at him, and he's like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, we should, we'll, you, know, you know, we'll be good or whatever. They have, like, a code blue in his room. They go resuscitate him, and they come out, and they're like, well, he's fine, except that he slipped into a coma. So they resuscitated him, and he was in a coma, but on life support still. So that was kind of a big deal, and then... So then his, uh, his mom and Ray are in the room. Yes. And someone pulls the plug. His mom pulls the plug while Ray holds the door shut. And all we see is they're in, we know they're in the room and all we know is there's code blue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the doctors and nurses all start coming and they're like, I can't get in. I can't get in. And all we see is Ray holding the door. You know, he's, he's pushing all his might against the door. And Lil is just sitting next to Mickey's bed, um, you know, crying and staring at him. And then they're like, someone's holding the door. And the, I'm sorry, but it's comical. The, 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 the verbiage of the medical staff is just comical because of what they're saying, you know. And then yeah, they, finally yeah. get, they finally push Ray out of the way. And then you could, and you don't see this woman. That man was holding the door, and he's like, "Don't worry about that right now." And then, <laughs> over, and they're like, "His machine's unplugged," and 
you know, and the whole time we're just, we're listening to the chatter, but we're seeing Ray like slide down to the floor yeah. and, and Lil being both upset. And then all of a sudden, and I feel like they didn't try very long, but uh, they're like, <laughs> they're like, okay, uh, I'm sorry. You know, we can't, we couldn't save him. So Mickey passes away. Which I was so mad about. Okay. Cause here's what I'm seeing. The conversation between the producers and Char Charlene Tilton. This is the conversation that they had at the beginning of the season. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give you an awesome boyfriend and some really sweet love scenes, but he's rough around the edges and poor because we know Lucy likes that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll be blissfully happy for the first time since both your parents abandoned you with your grandparents. <laughs> and then we're going to kill him. And then and then this. and she's like, "Oh, cool! Like Great. Lucy can't catch a break with a man." That must be the same conversation they have with her every time she gets every a new time. guy. They're like, and so then this gonna is going to be this happen. guy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's very much, you know, they knew Mickey wanted that, of course, because he didn't want to live that way. But yeah, it's so sad for Lucy, and she's super upset right away, and they're trying to figure everything out, like what, and so. I mean, basically, Ray gets arrested for murder. And, yeah. um, and he's, he's like, yep, I did yeah, it. I murdered he's a, him. He's like, yep, I did. And it's, and it's interesting. He, I think he got out on bail because I think during the trial, he was at home multiple times, which is fun when it's murder. I don't think that happens. But um, he's rich. So that's true. Because other stuff is happening during this time, of course. Um, Pam goes to meet with Bobby because of the whole, like, I don't think I really want to, I want to maybe give this a chance. And then of course he got the fake letter from Catherine. So they go to sit down in the park, which I find it was called <laughs> Thanksgiving square. Um, okay. And she's like, Bobby. Uh, so da -da -da, and he goes, Pam, let me, let me say this first. And she's like, okay. And she's all excited because she's going to be like, I think we should give another chance. And he's like, I just realized we've grown apart and I, I'm just going to have to let you go. And then she's just shocked and doesn't really say anything and is upset. And she's like, okay. And leaves. And it's like, and then they're just not together anymore. And yeah, uh, and then they're divorced. But Mark the mustache is waiting in the wing. Yeah, and he's been and, after Pam this whole time, so... And he's now... By the way, I can't stand that character. Um, he's friends with Cliff. Like, they're BFS now. Yeah. At one well, point, they're playing... Mark's rich and can help Cliff in business, too. He's so rich. He drives... What is that? Like, a Rolls Royce or something? Is that what... Or is that called... A, I, yeah, I don't know what that's called. But yeah. I don't know what it's called, but... I think you're right, Rolls Royce. Um, but then he's all mad at Pam because she goes to dinner with Bobby and he's, this is before they get divorced and he's been waiting for her to be divorced so they could be together, even though she never said that they would end up together, but he's a typical yeah. guy. So he's like, well, you're single now. You can be mine now. Right. And every time she's like upset or especially like when the fire happened, he's like, well, I guess you're going to check on Bobby. Like, first of all, this is the father of her son. So why right. don't you calm down, mustache? Because yeah, back <laughs> up. I mean, I've Seriously. always been team Bobby and Pam. So I yeah. yeah, to me it's hard because and then of course, as this is happening, Bobby's, you know, goes to Billy Bob's to have a drink and play some pool by himself, I think. Oh yeah. And he's all, excuse me, waitress, uh, can I get another beer over here? 
And she walks into the scene. And as we see, it's Priscilla Presley. And she turns around and she's like, hi, Bobby. And he's like, Jenna Wade. So Jenna Wade is now being played by Priscilla Presley. Right. Previously played by Morgan Fairchild, right? Taylor's mom. Yeah. And she was briefly played by somebody else, like for one episode, Mm -hmm. I think. Like she, and it was some character that's not, Morgan Fairchild or Priscilla Presley. It's like some right. woman who you just don't remember at all. Right. Um, and Priscilla Presley is gorgeous. I know. I had to look up how old she was because I was mm-hmm. like, I know she was young when she was married to Alvis. Yeah. And, and she's, she's about what? She's about 38, I think, when she premiered. Yeah, she's in her 30s, but she looks like she's in her 20s. And- oh, just, Yeah amazingly gorgeous and so you know as you've as you've all been following along at home jenna wade was bobby's first love and uh was in the first season or so and she has a daughter charlie who early on in time there was this whole whether or not she's bobby's which again i just don't get these people that are just like well okay then and walk away like i whatever <laughs> right um yeah, so like, well you said she's not yeah okay, bye. And, and in that season early on, Pam was like, we need to know because he'll do something about it. Basically, like he'll support his daughter. And she's like, she's not his daughter. But we yes. do find out later that there's no way she could have been anyway because right. of when she was born. Right. So the funny part is, it's like that was told in that season way back then. So now they, these two get back together, start hanging out again. Charlie's now like 13. And the question keeps coming up, though for multiple episodes throughout this that and she won't she won't say and then she's always like well would that change things with us do you not want to be with me so jenna's kind of playing a game with bobby the whole time like and it matters right and he's like uh well first of all four years ago or whatever she told him he wasn't the father so right stop it jenna and and he loves charlie but he does have a right to know if if he's Charlie's actual father. Yes. And it's, and it's funny to me, there's an episode where Bobby shows up at Pam's house to pick up uh, Christopher. And now, you know, Pam has now moved into her mom's old house. So it's amazingly huge, you know, gorgeous house. And every weekend, it seems, uh, Mark and Cliff and Afton and sometimes Catherine are all there hanging out as a family. Cause you know, so rich people do. And so mm-hmm. Bobby shows up the day and he comes to pick up Christopher and he just walks around the back and I was like, Oh, Hey, I didn't mean to interrupt. And they're all like, Oh, hi, Bobby. Nah. I don't know what he said. He said something about having or running into an old friend or that's why he could, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, she, and Pam's like, Oh really? Who? And he's like, Jenna Wade. And instantly bam face falls. And she's <laughs> upset. And mm-hmm. like, they're not, she, they're getting a divorce. They're not together. And he said it all casually too. Like, Oh, you know what? You know, Jenna, who you were wildly jealous of before, but it's fine. It's and fine. it's so funny. Cause then like the whole thing goes on. He leaves. Pam like walks off to the side. Then of course, Mark comes running over. What's wrong. Oh, nothing. No, it was when he mentioned Jenna Wade and she's like, well, I always had a problem with Jenna. And he's like, well, I think that has more to do with Bobby than anything else. And well, duh. But I digress, mustache again. Mustache. Also, whatever happened to Pam's aerobics studio? Oh yeah, like, that just went away. Did it go under? Yeah, I, it's like I, just a dead space in a strip mall now. It's like yeah, and apparently is that because like Mark won her over, or is that when she left the Ewings, then she didn't have time because she had to think things through. So then you just quit your job, I guess, and you don't do oh, anything no. anymore. 
And now um, she's working for Barnes Wentworth. So yeah, didn't have time for aerobics. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's got all of this craziness going on. She doesn't get to do the aerobics anymore. So, but as we see later, Bobby's thing is to buy his women businesses. <laughs> So to buy businesses, you're all what just a weirdo. You like, I'll buy you customers too. He says that at one point. He's like, I'll buy you new customers. I'm like, so Bobby. weird. We're trying to get a Bobby. Although I know, why is this not our life? Um, <laughs> so, so another storyline that I just can't. It it just didn't gel for me. John Ross goes to camp. Oh Lord. They call it for people of your means. But it's also for troubled kids because his life is a mess with yeah. like his fire and well, and Sue Ellen had tra- taken him to uh, a counts or a uh, psychologist, right? Because because yeah. uh, of the fire, and of the fire, and his parents' life is insane, and, and Sue Ellen has evil. decided to stay at South Fork, but they're going to have separate rooms. So oh yeah, she told yeah she told Jr. that he can date all he wants. Yeah, she's like, hey, we've got an open marriage now, but I'll be living in this room, and he's like. No, no, if we're husband and wife, you live in my bed. And she's like, no, done with yeah. you. And she's like, you can sleep with whoever you want. And he's like, but that takes all the fun out of it. Like, <laughs> she she even said that to him. She goes, I guess it won't be as fun sneaking around for you anymore. Which is great. That was awesome. Yeah. So John Ross goes to the camp and we meet Peter, who's played by Christopher Atkins from the Blue Lagoon. That we all know from the Blue Lagoon where he's pretty much naked the whole time with Brooks. Right. <laughs> and we automatically know that Sue Ellen is going to have a thing with him. Mm-hmm. Even though she doesn't talk to him in this scene. You're just yeah. like, okay, well. Yeah. So John Ross tells JR that there's a boy at camp who's mean to him. And then JR tells him to find out who the boy is and who his daddy is. And JR will have him kicked out of camp and maybe out of Texas. Exactly. <laughs> JR literally wow. owns everybody and everything, and that's his solution to everything. Oh my God. That whole, st- I, like, so I did not see any chemistry between Peter and Sue Ellen at any point. No. And you know what's funny? Early on, I think right after she takes him to camp, Sue Ellen's out walking around. It's right after this. You didn't really see a spark for Peter, but then she's out walking around watching random men play football with no shirts on. And she's just, and she's watching other couples make out. And it's so crazy. And she goes home that night and goes to JR's room because she's needs. And she's like, Hey, I'm I'm coming in here. Well, then she goes to leave. He's like, where are you going? And she's like, to my room. And he's like, (laughs) But now it's different. And she's like, no, <laughs> I just came here because I needed you right. for a moment. And I'm That's like, you go, Sue Ellen. And he's all mad because he's used to being that guy that gets to be the user. And so but then great. after that, you can see Peter starts to, starts to have a thing for Sue Ellen. Oh, and during oh. this time, they have the whole trial for Ray. They're going to sentence him to the harshest limits of the law or whatever. And... They're in court, and the other prosecutor guy is just an angry little man, too, and he's just always, like, <laughs> yelling at people, and Lucy was upset at one point and blames Ray, but she kind of understood, too, which is also strange, but um, they won't let Lil Trotter, you know, testify until finally they're like, oh, she doesn't have a choice. Ray, like, objects crazily when they want to put her on the stand, because come to find out that... She she wanted to pull the plug, but she just couldn't do it because it's her son. So there was a big deal about that. And then she convinced Ray to still pull the plug. 
right? And then lock the door. Yeah. And th- by the way, we should mention in the trial, they decided to only have the judge be the person who decides and not have a jury trial. So they go through this whole spiel. They bring Lil up there. Everybody talks about his life, how much we loved him, blah, blah, blah. So Ray's found guilty of murder and he's only sentenced to five years and then it's suspended and he's 18 months probation or whatever. So basically you just killed someone and there's no jail time. So go back to your ranch and stay there because you're on probation. Yes. And be fine. And no one cares and everybody's fine with it. And And then we have the oil barons ball is coming up. Yeah. So everybody is like, I need a date. Everybody needs a date. Sue Ellen invites Peter camp counselor to the oil barons ball as Lucy's date for some reason, because she's into Peter. But she's trying to pretend like she's not. Yeah, she's kind and of he's obsessed with her. But yeah, she's she wants and him then, around. And then Catherine convinces Bobby that he also has to have a date for the ball because she wants him to ask her. Expecting he'll ask her. Which <laughs> is hilarious because he's like, "You're right. I do totally need a date." You. And then he goes and asks Jenna, and he's like, "Catherine's like what?" So then they all go to the ball and JR introduces everybody with like a soap opera recap of their lives. And oh he's God. like, Jenna, you remember Pam? Bobby married her after you ran out on him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's just a Bobby say, I think everyone knows who all the characters are or something like that. Because right. JR is such an, he's such an ass. So funny. Oh my God. And he says, he says at one point, uh, he's introducing somebody to ray and he just says like oh and oh this is my brother bobby and then this is whatever this is ray krebs and whatever and he's like he's also our brother (laughs) (laughs) they're so mean (laughs) oh it's so funny it's hilarious and then cliff wins like the award oil man of the year so jr starts a fight with him and it turns into a brawl in the middle of the ball always and cliff bites jr on his leg and then JR keeps saying he needs a tetanus shot, like over to everybody, over and over, like nobody heard him the first time. I don't know where he's been. Shot. <laughs> well, and I yeah, love we heard you. Bobby and Mark use this as an excuse to beat each other up because yeah. obviously they're beating each other up over Pam. But hey, there's already a fight. We might as well punch each other in the face. Love it. There's so many brawls in this season. It's like. And there's always one hilarious. at the Oil Baron's Ball, I'm pretty sure, like always. And Love I do it. have to point this out, because it happens again later, that when there are fights, I like how, and this happened a lot, Jock was famous for this too, but Ray might be the worst one. When people go to fight each other, and sometimes the other guys are like waiting for it to happen, mm-hmm. and they, they're more violent pulling the person off than the fight <laughs> that was occurring. They're like, knock it off! And they're all like, oh. <laughs> pull each other off and it cracks me up so that happens a lot first of all i have to talk about donna's hair real quick i have to talk a lot about hair for this season there's a lot of hair we're gonna go on a little donna. tangent because that's in my notes right now donna's hair first of all the falling out frizzy perm hairstyle needs to come back in because i that's what i rock if i don't blow dry my hair straight <laughs> like you as you can see i did today um 
it's the falling out, froed out perm look. And if that could just come back into style, I could just always wash my hair and just go. Like I, okay. I would be Donna in a second. I want to counterpoint. Okay. Um, because the 80s were a horrible time for me. Because, mm-hmm. see, I have this hair. And this you is all I can it. do with it is yeah. have it pinned straight. Um, so I never had big hair. And I tried a lot. Um, I couldn't even do really do high bangs. They would last mm. like an hour tops. Yeah. So I disagree with everything that you just said. If so you big hair liked, ever comes yeah. back, I'm in trouble. You liked the is it was it like 60s and 70s where a lot of times it was super flat and super yeah, long super, hair. That'd be yeah. It. That's all I got. That's all I can do. Well, and Pam's hair changes 87 times during the oh season. Oh, my goodness. And when you watch a whole season in four days, <clears throat> you really notice how much everybody's hair changes. I swear there was an episode, too, where Jenna's hair changed color, and then it was back to the other color the next episode. <laughs> and Sue Ellen's hair, don't even get me started. Oh I don't know what this was that she had going on. We're going to have to post some pictures on our Facebook about <laughs> Sue Ellen's hair because she had, like, First of all, she's had some strange haircuts, and, but normally she looks okay. This was like Bobby's hair, but like more <laughs> of it on Sue Ellen. Because you know, Bobby's kind of got like, looks like a, head. a bit of an afro, and it's a helmet head. And during parts of the season, when apparently a 20-year-old boy was falling in love with her, she had a helmet on across her forehead. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening with your hair, Sue Ellen? <laughs> and Pam's went from long mullet afro to kind of cuter towards the end, but it was a shorter bob, and then her bangs always changed length. I don't know. Pam's, yeah, it was long and flowy, and then all of a sudden it was, like, crafted into this weird helmet yeah. halo thing. Yeah. That, oh, it was so strange. Very strange. So Every day. Her hair a little bit, yeah. Something different. Yeah, it was pretty awful. And we have to say this, too. So this is, Mark has been in Pam's life for, like, a really long time. And now she's, you know, now they're actually dating. And, um, but they have not been sleeping together this whole time, Mm-mm. we find out. So I, Even I know he's really, pressuring her all the time. All the time. And my favorite part about this is uh, they have the rodeo uh, competition. <laughs> so all the boys in town, of course, enter. <laughs> And then there's what there's a mechanical bull competition for the ladies, which by the way, Mark bought a mechanical bull for Pam's front yard so she could practice. <laughs> and then they go to this deal. The boys all do the actual rodeo where they get bucked off and all that fun stuff. And then the ladies all compete on a mechanical bull. So it turns into a cat fight kind of, but not yeah. really because they're just like do it with their words and their stares And Pam gets (laughs) off the bowl and Jenna's like, well, first of all, Donna goes and then Pam goes, whatever. And it's all good. And then Jenna goes up and she's like, you're a hard act to follow, Pam. And she goes, I am a hard act to follow. And she's all, we'll see. I was like, oh, that's not what you're talking about. Uh (laughs) But Jenna gets on the bowl and it's so bizarre. It's going so slow. Which, first of all, I thought was a little like, (laughs) it seemed a little... (laughs) <laughs> on the adult side is what all the word I'll use. Um, so then they were just like, oh, and then she's done. And I was like, that was weird. What? And then Bobby goes to get her off the bull. And she's like, are you proud of me? Even though da, 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 da. It's a weird conversation. And then she gives him like this big old romantical kiss. And then Pam gets mad because they're kissing. And then she leaves with Mark. 
And then that's the night, the first time that those two sleep together. Mm -hmm. And Mark's right. apparently okay with it because like, right. he's only doing I don't that because he saw that kiss. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, because she totally wants me. No, that's not what it's about. He's also, like, when that country bar with the bowl opens again, um, I'd like to go try that because if it's as easy as they showed, it's not. then we can totally do it. I got the technique down now. It looked like the courses that they put in front of the grocery store, yes. you know? If it goes that slow, like how Jenna was on it, I would do right. it. But I, they, I sprained my big toe on one of those bad boys once. <laughs> so stupid. Never sprained your it. toe. I know. I'm an idiot, though. Well, I think they declared Donna the winner, and I was like, what? Like, they all did it exactly the same. I don't right. understand. I was like, it was like a certain amount of time. On, uh, oh, my God. It was so funny. I was, or they got points. I, it was so weird. I, I don't like, know. They were like, look, they're just like they're men. They're on bulls. Oh my God. Okay. So funny. So funny. <laughs> so also during this time we find out, so uh, Cliff decides to go to Sly, JR's secretary's apartment. Oh, and he starts talking to her because he can talk to a parole board and get her brother's sentence for breaking and entering uh, reduced. So she's like, I can't betray him. And he's like, Oh no, no here I can get this and this and that. So he convinces her and I'm not sure. I mean, Sly doesn't strike me as all that smart, but why she would think Cliff would be more powerful than Jr. I don't have any idea. So she agrees to spy on Jr. for some deals for Cliff. And he actually ends up beating the Ewings out on a couple deals. Uh, for oil wells, which we like to skip over the oil stuff. Yeah, we I skipped over so much of that. But we find out that's happening, and he's like, JR's now like, how's this happening? There's no way somebody could beat me out unless there's a leak. So he thinks phones are bugged and all this stuff. So then he, he ends up bugging phones because why wouldn't you? You're JR, you can do everything. Um, and then somebody comes in with pictures, and it's Sly and uh, Cliff at her pool. So then Sly breaks down, and she's like, I'm so sorry. He, you know, he threatened me, and da da da, da. So now JR's like, oh, well, I'm going to just go ahead and use this to my advantage, because uh, you're going to continue to spy, quote, unquote, for him, but I'm going to feed you information. And he gives Sly a raise <laughs> for this. Yeah. And then she also gets money from Cliff after her brother gets out of jail. Right. Uh, that she gives to her brother. Money. First of all, if my brother goes to jail for breaking and entering, sorry, dude, I'm not going to go do a bunch of shady stuff to get you yeah. out of jail when you clearly deserve to be there. And also, I'm not giving you $10,000. Why don't you just break into some place and steal it? If I got $10,000 for doing this, I'd be like, here, honey, brother of mine, did you need a $250 down payment? Here you go. I got the rest <laughs> right. of money. This is my money. <laughs> Okay, bye. I really hope my brother is listening to this. Yeah, it's super, super crazy. Um, <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah. We, then we find, so Sue Ellen ends up kissing Peter because now he's oh. all kinds of infatuated. We like to skip over this because it's just gross, but it's part of the whole, ser the whole season because it's, and Peter it's gross because Peter. they don't have any chemistry. No. And why, first of all, they're at this camp, this camp, and there are cute girl counselors everywhere. And then on top of that, he's dated Lucy a few times, who's also gorgeous and his age. And he wants to date Sue Ellen. And I love Linda Gray, but she's, she's got to be in her 30s right about now as Sue Ellen. And 
she dresses like she's 50. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's, like, it's the this 80s. Is the 80s. Yeah. Very much. We've talked about that before about 50 year olds and, you know, different in the way people's dress mm-hmm. and how they're dressing Miss Ellie to look older, of course. But they haven't made a good case for him being. No obsessed no, with her no never and it wasn't even like they were like bonding ever over john ross i mean he's hung out a few times but he's always with john ross he's not yeah. talking to her he's it none of it makes any sense they pushed it on us and we're disappointed in it because yeah and i'm, I'm just yeah i'm not feeling it and and he gets very demanding he's all like we need to be together i love you and she's like you don't even know me i'm like well there also, you go he's like 20 and he's all skinny and like it's, uh, yeah it really doesn't uh, make any sense no i would sense. be like bye bye kid yeah. also at this time Catherine is looking into jenna wade because she's all mad that jenna wade is gonna get mm-hmm. bobby from her so she goes and looks up Rome. articles about her on the microfiche <laughs> <laughs> yes on the microfiche it's so true and she and goes to rome to dig up this information seriously just first of all you guys have money. Why don't you hire a private investigator? That's what JR does. Why do you have to right. go to Rome? She goes all by herself and goes to these places and it's bizarre. And, and, she, and to find Jenna Wade's ex-husband. Yeah. Like yeah. the count or something. Like Ronaldo Maqueda or Maqueda or whatever his last name is. But and, what for? We don't even really get a clear answer of why. Well, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know that he's like, to come and remind her that like yeah she put bobby on the birth certificate of her baby but well and i think yeah it doesn't Catherine probably she pays him of course shocking to come there and then it's like i think he tried to catch him in a lie and who knows what happened or i think and jenna had like two copies we find out of the birth certificate at one point because uh Catherine goes to rome first and gets the birth certificate and bobby is listed as the father on charlie's birth certificate yeah and then she finds this ronaldo guy on the beach i think in america somewhere or whatever he was in canada i think winning oh was it yeah it might have been canada and then he comes back and confronts jenna at the oil baron's restaurant and then he's like no this concerns you too bobby let's all meet tomorrow morning at your place first of all what (laughs) so then jenna tells bobby that you know like or she doesn't say anything to him actually just that that's her ex-husband and then this dude shows up the next morning and says i wanted my grand my daughter to meet her grandparents and she's like she's not your daughter and there's this big thing and bobby's there and then they look at this birth certificate bobby's on there but she was born in november and everybody puts math together and decides it can't possibly be because they hadn't seen each other in a year at that point yep it had been a year so that everybody's mad. She yells at both of the guys to get out. That no one talks to each other for a while on that front, except Jenna goes on to explain to Bobby what happened was she, she met this guy and like basically married him on a whim to get over Bobby and finds out immediately she's pregnant and then leaves him because she's like, I can't be married to this guy. He's crazy. And then she has the baby. And so she put Bobby's name on the birth certificate. So dude would never have, uh, claim to Charlie, and it's just all crazy because so it's just a big old lie anyway. It was. So it then was we uh, we've got the barbecue coming up, the yeah. annual barbecue that we all want to go to. Yeah, that they and think they shouldn't have because Miss Ellie's not there, but Sue Ellen right. planning. 
but she shows up and she shows up while they're eating and they're like, oh, come in and sit down and have dinner. And then Clayton sits down in Jock's chair and everybody's like, and they decide to tell them that uh, he has asked her to marry him. Oh, yeah. They're going to get married and everybody's like, "Mm mm-mm. But then Miss Ellie uh, tells Donna that she's not ready to give it up to Clayton because mm-hmm. of personal issues. And she's not over Jock. And, and this whole Stephanie. time, yeah, they've been traveling the world together all over and have never once been intimate, we find out, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. And then when it comes time to do that, Ellie freaks out. And, and she, she calls, calls off everything. Because she still has issues with her mastectomy. And he doesn't know about that yet. So she talks it over and it all turns out all right in the end. Yes. Uh, Meanwhile, Peter quits school. Mm -hmm. And Sue Ellen goes to find him because he's like not anywhere. And then she talks to his roommate who, by the way, his roommate is cuter than he is. And I I was like, hey, so I don't want to go after that. Exactly. Um. So she finds him, and then he's like, if we were together, um, I'll stay in Dallas, and I won't quit school, and I won't throw away my future, blah, blah, blah. And so Sue Ellen throws herself on the Peter grenade, and she starts an affair with him. And she takes one for the team. And she's like, well, if you're not going to keep going to college, I guess we can live together. Which they only do one time. They have the whole, like, the one night together. I have to mention, by the way, because we talked about them eating dinner when uh, Ellie and Clayton came back, and the Ewings eat dinner promptly at 7 p.m., which is kind of late for dinner, although they're That's probably really at the late. office in Dallas till 5 or 6. So I guess yeah, it takes like an hour to get back there. So I think that's pretty funny because a few times it's happened and then you sometimes wonder late at night, like why, like John Ross is like going to bed and then they're going to dinner. And so I'm like, okay, he goes, I mean, which makes sense. He's five. So he would go to bed early. Um, and then they don't eat dinner till seven. But multiple times in this season, Jr. and Bobby, especially Jr., is at one point like in his pajamas, bringing a sandwich out of the kitchen late at night. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you ate dinner at seven. Why are you eating a? What time is it? Is it midnight? And then one night, Bobby's drinking milk in the kitchen in the oh middle of the night. Him the comes milk. in. So I, I just like, thought that was hilarious that they do that. I was like, do people really put their milk in pitchers? Yeah. And then, th- like, what is this? Isn't that when it used to get delivered? Well, they probably milk their own cows, right? Right, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they milk it. And P.S. We used to get our milk delivered when I was a kid, so it's just like, mm. it's still a and thing that happens. That's true. Uh, Jr. also blackmails a guy in the government to help him out with some stuff, and that's more about getting Cliff again. It all comes back to how much he can screw Cliff over. So he blackmails this guy who happens to be friends with Donna and Donna and Ray look into it. It was like kind mm. of a weird side story. Cause this guy tries to off himself and then they Edgar. look into His it. Name is Edgar. Edgar. That's right. And, he, and all of a sudden Donna and Ray are this weird, like Nancy Drew team. Yeah. And they're always together investigating things and finding and, out information. I love how you could just go to any hotel housekeeper and go, I locked myself out of my room right here. Can you just let us in? Oh, it happens all the time. It's okay, fine. first of all, we know people who have done that. So don't no, say it can't be done. True. true. <laughs> so JR has on him this big dark secret because he had been in a sanitarium. Everybody goes to a sanitarium. But, um, and then Don and Ray go to this town to meet this woman who 
there's like a case of like molestation. It's like this really weird, weird, bizarre thing. This guy didn't want anybody to find out about it, of course. So he's going along with JR, who found this out, and of course is, will, is going to blackmail him into what he wants him to do. Has to do with these bids for oil stuff, which we don't like to talk about. But um, that becomes <laughs> right, relevant later because so boring. he gets the information he needs basically to mess with Cliff like he always does. It's, uh, it's just JR ruining someone's life again. It is, always. And poor Cliff. We'll get to that more towards the end, but oh my God, all the time, poor Cliff. <laughs> Cliff kind of brings things on himself, though. He does. He's trying so hard to, like, be the villain that he just shoots himself in the foot every time because he's not good at it. Yeah. And JR's, like, mission in life is just to destroy him for fun. And it's like, (laughs) and that's the worst part about it. That's why I always like poor Cliff because JR is just no match for anybody because even when he gets duped into having Sly Spy on him, he turns it around on Cliff. But if Cliff would just get over it and, like, just ignore yeah. the Ewings instead of his whole, I'm going to get the Ewings. We yeah. have not gotten the Ewings yet. So He's maybe... Trying to avenge his daddy up. forever. Yeah. Ah. Uh, well, then... Seven seasons. It has been. Nobody... It's never going to end, Cliff. Um, Sue Ellen gets hit by a car. So she leaves Jenna. Oh, by the way, so Bobby, of course, purchased a boutique, as we mentioned earlier, for Jenna, because that's what you do. Because she's just working at Billy Bob's. Right. Um, Okay. And it's all about stupid, you know, you can't buy me and all that. And then he's just a landlord. So whatever. But so. Oh, by the way, I wanted to let you know, I'm I'm starting to see what you see in Bobby. I'm um, like, okay. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm seeing it. My friend. Um. (laughs) So Sue Ellen is leaving Jenna's shop and she just walks out into the middle of the street, I guess, and gets hit by a car. And it's just random. She just gets hit by a car. So they go to the hospital and of course Jenna's so upset. Everything happens. They're there. Oh, she'll be fine. But she did lose the baby. Oh, right. So oh, Sue Ellen didn't even know she was pregnant. And now every, and JR had just recently talked to Sue Ellen about how they should have more kids. And she's like, yeah, I don't think Mm -hmm. so. Get away from me. And turns out, so she has a miscarriage. Um, So now she's freaking out because it could have been Peter's, but she did have that one random night with JR too. So you just never know. This is the second time this has happened to her. This is the second time that she's had not known who the father not known who the father could have been. Yep. Because she was messing around. Yeah. And I always find it interesting that JR doesn't think she's doing anything this whole time, even though they're not sharing a room. And he just assumes again that it's his. Although the last time when they slept in the same bed together and she was having an affair with Cliff, he didn't even like, he was like, oh, it's funny that we would have a child since we were only together this one time. But now yeah. it's happened. Now he's, he's like, like, oh, uh, of course it's mine. Uh, <laughs> until, later, until later, he overhears Peter talking about how he, because Peter finds out about it. And he's all weird and crazy, of course. Because so. they're, they're both, JR and Bob, um, Peter are both standing there in the hospital when the doctor says, she lost the baby. And then you see yeah. both of them side by side. And, like, and Peter's face is like, uh, what now? Yeah. Cause Peter just happened to drive Lucy to the hospital just so he could be there. Uh, and during this time with dimension again, so Bobby and Jenna are kind of on the outs a little bit because of the whole Charlie thing. And, um, 
However, prior to that, they're always going out to South Fork. So now Charlie has, Bobby has bought Charlie a horse and they Mm. keep it at South Fork and they come out and have fun times. And I again messaged Rebecca about this. So they're, it's like Saturday probably. And they're having pool races. So the boys are all racing. I'm pretty sure Peter was there too. So it's like Ray, Bobby and Peter are racing each other across the pool and everybody's sitting around and there's food out. And I don't know why this isn't our life because it really, really should be. <laughs> I mean, sometimes this is my life, but it's a lake. It's not a pool and I don't get in it. Right. I have to be, no, see for me, yeah, it has to be a pool for sure. And, I don't and know, that was- in our 20s, we should have moved to Dallas and found ourselves some oil men who are brothers. So we could have lived like, I get Bobby, of course. Um, and you could have the JR relationship, right? Cause you could just cheat on him. You could, you could, you could do what Dylan's doing now. <laughs> well, I appreciate that you have attributed that to my character, but, um, I don't want to be so well. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, I just say I'm getting the Bobby brother. I get the hotter one, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, I'm the younger one. <laughs> just kidding. Good for you. I mean, I, I, maybe I'll take Ray. I don't know. Oh yeah. So, That'd be good. Their pool party is also the part where JR finds um, Swellen upstairs because she's all upset over Peter. And then mm-hmm. he's like, Why aren't you downstairs with your young admirer? Acne's not contagious, is it? <laughs> oh my he God. If your JR knows that Peter's kind of got a thing for her, he, oh, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't think. I mean, he's just like, Oh, well, you like the attention, I think, to Swell, but still doesn't think that yeah. anything happened. Yeah. With them, which is bizarre. So Bobby and Pam have spent many a lunch together now, somehow magically. They just keep having lunches together because they either missed appointments or they end up at the same place and they're having a good old time. They've got this new restaurant. So they're not going to the oil whatever club anymore with the oil rigs on the tables. Now they're going to this new place. Except I think that's the same place and they may have remodeled it because you can tell a couple times it's still there, I think. Is it? Because everybody, it's Cassie, the waitress, you know, and Emma, Emma or whatever the, the, the hostess lady's name is. It seems well, to they're be always showing it in like a high rise building and they mm-hmm. act like they live there. They're like, right. like one of the waitresses is like taking someone else's order and JR is like, oh, so-and-so, I need the phone. And she just walks away from that table. <laughs> oh, and like, at the okay. end, they're like, Clayton shows up and he's like, I'll have my usual. And then they're like, okay, great. Like, it's just. And they, and they always come up every time they, the server comes up and they're like, would you like a menu? And they're always like, no, not yet. I'm like, right. What do you time, come here for then? Every time they're both like, or every time they're like, do you like menus? And sometimes Bobby's at Clayton and he's like, maybe after a little while, every single time. And one of them asks the other one first. And then it's like, oh, I think we're okay right now. Let's walk into a restaurant and sit down and be like, no, we don't want menus right now. Right. But maybe later. We'll do that later. After we're done talking about oil. Oh my God. So funny. So, and okay. So JR finds out about Peter and Sue Ellen, and then he sets up this whole shebang, like, is this where they have the party to welcome Jessica, which we'll get into Jessica. Jessica is uh, Clayton oh. who comes along and that's a whole storyline, but they have like There's this so party. many parties here. Yeah. yeah. They have a party to welcome her and JR makes sure that Peter comes and then like baits him and Lucy into an argument. Lucy gets drunk and then <laughs> yells at 
Peter and then is like, oh, are you two having an affair? And then, and then JR is like, how dare you accuse my wife? And he plays the game to the hilt. Like he's got Peter and Sue Ellen so convinced. It's a long game too. And also Lucy is like, I can't believe that this man does not want me. Right. And so she decides that he has to be gay. Yes. Because he won't. Because clearly he hasn't dated anybody else and he doesn't want her. So, yeah. Right. And she's like, like, I am a model and I'm a Ewing. And they did do a modeling session together. She convinced Peter to do a weird modeling session at Southport, (laughs) which was very weird. And then they were going to go to the Caribbean and he doesn't go. Yeah. (laughs) She's just like, like, whatever. I'm not into you, Lucy. I'm sorry. And she was all like, look, my boyfriend just died and you're the only person I'm into. (laughs) He's just like, I'm going to hang out with John Ross and Sue Ellen. I'm sorry. I'm good. (laughs) Oh my God. So it's, it's hilarious. And then, okay. So this, well, first of all, then JR plants cocaine in Peter's car. And has the pol- and the police pull him over and they find it and he gets arrested. So and then you're like, well, what the hell's that all about? You're just getting him right. arrested. It makes so we, no sense for a really long out. time. And then Jessica Clayton's sister shows up, who's crazy. She's been oh. in, she was off in England at one point. And she starts talking about Clayton's first wife and the Southern Cross Ranch and how it originally burned to the ground and they had to rebuild it. And she's very sinister and creepy. And of course, JR is immediately like, you know, is like, I think that you feel the same way I do about this whole marriage thing. She so. comes in to meet them and she is so much. And I was just like, oh my God, this is the kind of person I would have to leave the room. I'd be like, so, I can't with you. Yeah. And she brings everybody gifts and she brings a sword for JR. For JR. Here, have a sword. this sword. I know it's in, it's a family heirloom, but you should have it. So, oh my God. Which is ridiculous because she yeah. does not even want Ellie to be part of the family. No. So why would not she at give all. him an heirloom? Yeah, she's playing this game totally and it's crazy. And we're like, okay. And during this time, too, we also find out, which again, you know, and it's a soap opera and it's also the 80s and HIPAA does not exist anywhere in any time whatsoever. So we find out that Mark's friend, uh, hmm. what was his first name? I don't, Henry, I don't know, Peter. I don't even remember. Finds Pam at a party in Houston when she's down there for a Wentworth board meeting and is like, I need to, I need to get in touch with Mark. It's urgent. And she's like, well, I don't know if he's told you about me, but we're very close. And he's like, yeah, he's told me all about you. We've been friends. And she's like, you need to tell me. And then he walks off and someone calls him Dr. Kinderson or whatever. She's like, doctor. So then she freaks out. She forces him to tell her and Mark's dying of a rare form of leukemia. Right. So she decides, by the way, right before that, she told Sue Ellen that she was not planning to marry Mark because of her feelings for Bobby. And she's Sue already Ellen told, told Bobby. She's already told Mark she's not going to marry him. Multiple times. He's asked and she won't give him an answer. So now he's dying. So she'll go ahead and agree to marry him. Because he's and, got like months left to yeah. live. And nobody better tell, and this doctor friend better not tell him because uh, we will wait till after we're married because then he won't marry me. So it's this big scam. And then, and And she's like, let's get married this weekend. And the doctor's like, you just want to get his money because you know, he's dying. And she's all like, excuse me, I have all my own money and I divorced Bobby Ewing and I don't have to tell you how wealthy they are. And I didn't take any of his money. And she's all crazy. 
That's going to be my defense. It's this whole thing. So then, okay. So my favorite part about this, first of all, Bobby finds out and then Pam's like, oh no, I told him I'm going to marry him. And he, cause he was all like, oh, we're going to give again, hits and misses all the couples of life that that happened to. So Catherine, by the way, has been working with JR this whole time. And his stipulation for her was that she sleep with him. Yeah. So JR makes a tape of this happening, an audio recording of this happening, and then threatens oh. Catherine with it. <laughs> I was thinking like a Kardashian tape, and I was no. like, well, wait a minute, wouldn't he also be on the tape? Yeah. I don't get it. No, no. Allegedly makes this audio tape. So then the whole time she's like, you need to give me that. I got Mark and Pam to get married. Oh, when they get married, I'll, I'll give it over to you. Because, you know, if Bobby ever found out we were together, you wouldn't have a chance because I'm his brother and that's how that works. So she ends up telling, you know, they're together and he's like, I've already played the tape for Bobby, so you're screwed. And she's like, what? I'll kill you. And she freaks out. So, of course, she just believes JR, who's a pathological liar, and then goes to a restaurant and confesses to Bobby that here's why she did it. And he's like, what are you talking about? You know, the tape he played for you of him and I making love. <laughs> uh, well, he lied to you and never played that tape for me. So she just outed herself. And then he's like, now definitely nothing. Oh, but I love you. And then she gets hammered and tells Mark that the only reason Pam is marrying him is because he's, or that Jerry, that's yeah. his name. Jerry Kinderson will tell him why Pam's marrying him. And he's like, what? <laughs> right. Right. So Mark finds out that Jerry told Pam. Yeah. But he's like, don't let Pam know that I know. And I was like, they don't know. We know they know we know. <laughs> and, and Jerry's face was like Joey's. It was it like, was. I don't want to be a part of it. He's like, why am I even friends with this guy? What is happening? So yeah, he, he, and then he and Pam have like this wonderful night and he tells her like how he wishes he had known her his whole life and it's like all romantical and whatever. And she's like, what <sighs> are you talking like this for? And he's like, I just am so happy. And then. But they both know why. She knows, she but she doesn't know that he knows. Yeah, she doesn't know that he knows. And the next morning he wakes up and stares at her while she sleeps and then starts crying and then he leaves without saying goodbye. And he was planning to go to the Gulf anyway for some business. Mm -hmm. Cliff is in Pam's office and she gets a phone call from, well, first of all, whoever called told Jackie the news on the phone because she comes in all, Pam, mm -hmm. you need to take the phone. It's Mark's office. Right. And then she like puts her head down like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, she knows Pam, what's happening. Yeah, Pam gets off the phone and finds out his plane exploded over the Gulf of Mexico and he's dead. And it's like, what? So right. it's like this big, it's this How big, did it explode though? Like, that's what I was wondering. It just exploded, apparently. Just, did you have a bomb in your pocket? Right. Engine failure hap causes that to happen, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. He finds this, or they find this out, and then the lawyer, his lawyer, comes to Pam the next day with a letter that Mark wrote. And she has Cliff read it, which I'm sorry, but if you're uh, going to get married to someone, you're sleeping with them, I'm not sure that you want to have someone else read a letter out loud that you haven't looked at. <laughs> you're you're going to need to read these letters to me, Natalie. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess so. He admits that he loved, that he found out 
about the leukemia and all of this stuff. So he decided that he didn't want to be a burden and an invalid and he's going to end his life on his own terms. So, and of course, so he exploded his own plane. He exploded his own plane. They didn't know it or they were, you know, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is true. Oh yeah. And Cliff's so, all like, but we were going to have a cool <laughs> business together. And the whole time like, he's like, what? we could have been great in business. And Afton's like, are you a complete ass or what? This is your sister. <laughs> I don't know how Afton has not broken up with I him I don't yet. know. <sighs> he's so mean to her, too, all the time. Um, he has no good qualities, and half the time he's almost broke. Right. Whatever, <laughs> Afton. Um, Bobby asks Jenna to marry him after he finds out that Pam's going to marry Mark, but then they mm-hmm. come to South Fork to announce it, and everybody at South Fork knows that Mark died. So then they don't even announce it. Um, right, because Miss Ellie's like, oh, Mark died. And then he's, she's like, what were you going to tell us? And, yeah, and, oh, by the way, do you have some good news? And Jenna's and like, Jenna's oh, like no. Because <laughs> Jenna knows. Jenna's like, oh, this might change what's happening between us. Yeah, she already thought that too. And then even though later she's like, uh, she had made her decision, right? You know that, right? She made her decision to marry Mark. <laughs> like reassuring. He's like, yep, it's fine. I still get to keep my store, right? <laughs> yeah, I get to keep my store and you, right? So Clayton tells Ray and Donna that Dusty is not his son, that he's Jessica's uh, She's weirdly obsessed with Dusty and getting him to come to the wedding. Right, uh, because there's this whole mysterious thing going on with Jessica. He didn't want her there in the first place. And everybody's like, why doesn't he like... And she's trying... She's all upset that Dusty won't come to the wedding. Yeah. So he and has Donna, to tell them why. Donna has been kind of, she seems to read people. So she's kind of. Yeah, because she time. and Ray are Scooby-Doo and Shaggy all of a sudden. They all of a sudden very much are. And JR manages to read the diary of Jessica. Because why this wouldn't you? This whole thing. And I, I just, just. I love when people plot things like kidnapping and murder and write it out in a diary for anyone to find in a giant house where everyone lives. Okay. Okay. Because JR goes snooping in her room, which is at South Fork. So she has mm-hmm. come there to mm-hmm. stay with these people she's never met. So right. why does she bring a whole ass scrapbook full of newspaper clippings about... Well, we do, well you know, we do find out it's because she is quite mentally ill. So <sighs> we do know that's but why. Still. <laughs> and then she's got this dumb diary and she's like... Which admits that she set fire. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the time? How great it was! at the fire to the place. My favorite part about this is, and then it says that she's basically going to harm Ellie, and then Jr. stops reading and runs off with this diary to find everybody, and says this and says, "Clayton, you and your sister." killed your wife and, and he's like what i didn't have any idea so then ray's like give me that diary being you know scooby-doo that he is <laughs> and he's like well if you would have continued reading that all of a sudden it's like if clayton ever knew what i did this <laughs> was like, so bad this is so bad like she spelled everything out she's like my plan is to kidnap Ellie and kill her because no one will be Dusty's mom except for me. Cause then we find out that she's Dusty's mom. Yeah. And then she, my favorite thing is like, they're like, they're looking all over and they were to go to some hotel where they never showed up. And then they're all back at South Fork and Bobby's like, I went to that place you told me to, and no one ever came. So then Donna comes driving up with a head injury, by the way. And she's like, <laughs> half, 
I mean, I know they live on the property, but my God. And she's like, she knocked me out. So they were all at Donna's. Jessica knocked her out and kidnapped Ellie, which also I love in any old movies, new movies, TV shows that a woman who's probably 50 and not very strong looking could carry another apparently comatose person (laughs) and stick her in the trunk of a car. Right. Um, I don't know. Jessica was pretty hearty looking. She was, she was a a handsome woman. She was a handsome woman. Um, So they get, they find her at the hotel and she's, and Clayton talks her out off the megaphone and she comes out and they can't find Ellie. And Ray is like, Oh wait, grabs his keys out of his pocket. And Ellie's in the trunk of the car. And I'm pretty sure she was there all night long. Right. That's what I was saying. And still alive somehow. And this is an old, like 1983 sedan with no like escape hatch in the back it's there's no air holes in this trunk this is not the kind of trunk that you are okay to get locked into and she's not even unconscious like she's kind of her eyes are sleeping mama are you okay and right away she's like oh my gosh just get me out of here (laughs) she's like i've been waiting for you right here (laughs) it's fine i'm just totally fine we don't know maybe jessica was going out and feeding her and giving her air we don't know yeah, we um, don't, but it was a good time. And during this time, I have to talk about, too, that um, just because I wrote it down, and I have to mention that baby Christopher is the cutest baby <laughs> ever. He's this little boy with the curls, and he's so yeah. cute. And at one point, he's building blocks in uh, Pam's living room, and she comes in, and she's like, what are you building? And he always whispers. He's, first of all, he's a baby. So he's <laughs> acting, but he doesn't know he's acting. And he's like, a house. And she's like, you're building a house? And then Bobby comes in and builds it with them. And then towards the end, uh, so Pam wants to leave town now with Christopher because she doesn't work anywhere. She was foolish and let his daddy go. And she says something to Christopher. And she's like, uh, I think she said, you don't even know what I'm saying. And he's like, no. And he whispers again, this is the baby, like talking to this woman who he's like, why is this lady talking to me that I'm supposed to call mommy? I don't know what's happening. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's a part where Pam calls to ask Miss Ellie if it's okay if she keeps Christopher like another day or whatever. Yeah. So Miss Ellie answers the phone and she's like, Christopher, it's your mom. And he turns around from the couch and looks up and he's like, it's my mom? And, <laughs> and then Miss Ellie's like, he doesn't want to talk to you right now. He doesn't now. want to talk to you. <laughs> I was like, he totally looked like he wanted to talk to he did. his he was mom. So and she's like, nah, it's fine. Yeah, he's like, my actual mom? and i love though it's like they're acting and they actually ask this little boy questions and he answers them because he's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you but so So clayton and ellie get married and she just wears a a suit that she normally wears which i think is hilarious because we've talked about our sacrifices (laughs) so ellen is basically wearing a wedding dress She's wearing like a knee length white lace dress. Yeah. And Miss Ellie comes down wearing a violet suit that's <laughs> rectangular. Like, Mama, you look beautiful. I'm like, no, she didn't stop. First no. of all, can't they give her even this one time to no. wear something nice? No. It was so messed up. And then they're like, the wedding happened. Oh, yeah, they're like, okay, let's go out now. And then next thing you know, the boys are bringing wedding cake to the secretaries the next morning. And you're yeah. like, oh, it was beautiful. You guys weren't invited, of course, even though you're part of our company and have been for years. It's fine. 
(laughs) Even Pam wasn't invited. Well, she was invited because she came. Was she? Yeah, she said she got her invite, but Mm. it would be to be there. Yeah, Um, she's like, thank you, blah, blah. Oh, before Pam decides to leave town with Christopher, she finds out from, she tells Bobby that that day in Thanksgiving Square, she was going to possibly mm-hmm. like get things going with them again and he's like really he goes well until i your letter and she's like my letter and then he's like Catherine read me this letter da 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 and pam doesn't say like oh i didn't write that she's like so she confronts Catherine, who admits that she's been trying to break them up all along all and right. pam belts her in the face which is awesome awesome and she's like yeah i never want to see you again and then Catherine tries again to go to, by the way, I just noticed in my notes that I wrote down, it autocorrected Bobby to boobs. Um, <laughs> That's Freudian. So they end up like she goes and yells at Bobby again at the office and says, oh, no. Things, and then JR comes in too. And she's like, you know, JR forced me. And he's like, he doesn't like Pam. And JR's like, he already knows that. Like, He's like, who are you trying to talk to? Right. I know. You're not giving up secret intel. They are like, I win every time, woman. You don't even know. And Okay, so this whole time, too, all this oil crap, Cliff has had to spend ridiculous amounts of money trying to offshore drill while JR is controlling that crew and not letting them get oil. So Cliff loses a ton of money. He sells his shop, his uh, shares in Wentworth Tool and Die back to Catherine, who also lowballs him on price because she hates him, even though he's her brother. And, and she pretends to love everybody. Oh, yeah. So she does all this. So finally, he has to sell off these other properties, which he doesn't know who buys them. And of course, it's JR. So towards the end, JR comes into his office with, uh, you know, the banker and is all like, yep, uh, I've been funneling money to you too. And da, 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 I took those fields and here's what's happening. And so Cliff, of course, goes on like a drunken bender. And and he comes home and he hears on the news that several of the other ones hit oil. But we find out at the end, they call the office while he's not there. And Jackie answers and his thing came through. And the banker guy is like, oh, he's going to ruin me now because now he has all this money. But he doesn't know he does. And I'm like, okay, this is bizarre. So all of these people. Oh, and then, of course, they're trying. JR's trying to help Peter with his defense. So they oh, meet from the cocaine that he from the cocaine that he didn't have. <laughs> right. He's trying to find that out which friends. With. Yeah, his friends who could have put that there. So they all meet for dinner, Sue Ellen and uh, JR and Peter. And JR's like, okay, well, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Sue Ellen, you're gonna come be my wife and move into my room and be my wife in every way, or I'll make sure that this boy goes to jail. Otherwise, I'll make sure all the charges get dropped. Because I know you bedded my wife and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So huge scene, of course, because Peter's like, don't do it, Sue Ellen. And she's like, I have to. And I have to save you, Peter. But Peter says he wants to kill Jr. And that's also, he's like about the fourth person now at the end who has said this. He said it. Catherine said it. Cliff said it. Uh, oh, the guy who he blackmailed earlier on, uh, was his name Roger? He was uh, on his Edgar. way to, Edgar, on his way to Dallas with a gun that nobody has seen in a while. So I, it's like deja vu back to season three when everybody at the end of the season wants to kill JR. 
<laughs> right. Everybody's like wondering what's happening. And then here we are back at Ewing Oil. It's the, first of all, someone calls Ewing Oil after Sly leaves mm-hmm. and they are answers. And then they just hang up. Making sure he's there. And then we get the stalker cam. The person comes off the elevator, goes towards the offices. You see him look at the door. It says J.R. Ewing. They walk. I said him. It could be anybody. They walk yeah. in the office. The chair is facing the windows. But I, I'm assuming it's dark and you can kind of see the top of a head above the chair. I, I didn't see anything. I couldn't either. It's so dark. And then this person just unloads their gun into the chair, to, into the back mm-hmm. of the chair. Because they're like, I'm going to kill JR and shoot him in the back. And as we see, the very last scene of season seven oh. is this person falls out of the chair and it's Bobby. It's Bobby. So why was there never a who shot Bobby? Like who shot JR? It's the exact same cliffhanger. Right. They're like, oh, we can't do this again. <laughs> right. We already did that. Bobby gets his moment. It's coming. It, that's a whole other. <laughs> okay. um, so that's how this season ends. Is we don't know who shot Bobby. Bobby shot on the floor. We have no idea who it was. And clearly this person thought they were shooting JR. Every, I think yes. we've ended every season with someone trying to kill JR, right? Last <laughs> season, somebody tried to run him down and it wasn't Mickey and... That's true. So, and at one point, Kristen had come to his house to confront him and then she died. Crazy. This, yeah. The last episode was a doozy. It was a doozy. And when you watch it in four days, it's like, oh, my God, all this stuff is happening. (laughs) It's oversaturation of Dallas. It was crazy. It was fabulous. It was, um, there was a lot of talk of oil. Yes. But uh, there was a lot of drama. But you know what? I feel like that you, they must be listening to us. 30 years later because uh right less oil then it was kind of that that storyline wasn't as boring because it really worked into more just like jr is going to mess up cliff's life and it because we've had multiple seasons where it's like what are they talking about and all those people from oh mary lee stone was in this one again she was trying in with that's jr got her to double cross cliff so it was all kind of it all meshed together, but it was way more personal stories, way more mm-hmm. than what's going on in their lives. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, they, they were paying attention to audience reactions and yeah. people wanted more soap operas and more shoulder pads. So exactly. Well, now we have to watch season eight and I'm like, I seriously almost went to episode one of season eight today. Cause I was like, I have to know what happens next. What happens to Bobby? If I wouldn't have just finished it like an hour before we started uh, talking today, I would have, uh, I would have done that. So we'll definitely have to do that. I hope everybody likes this whole Dallas saga that we've had working it into our podcast over time. I hope you're all falling back in love with Dallas or for the first time falling in love with Dallas. I know. And hopefully you're not listening to these without watching the season first. So we're not spoiling. Or if you thought you didn't want to watch it, now you're listening to all of our podcasts and then you'll go back and watch everything. I I don't know, because I find that there's things that there's not a lot that I already know about Dallas. Like I know a couple of things that are going to happen, but I still get surprised by things. Yeah. And even some things that you've accidentally told me, or maybe something that I like saw on the internet and then, I still am intrigued when it happens. 
And I have forgotten stuff too myself. Like I, it's been, I mean, it was, it's been nine years now since I watched like the whole season or the whole series and I watched it growing up, but you know, I, I have the premise down, but some stuff gets worked in and I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that part. So Mm -hmm. I get all excited too. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm always surprised and there's always enough tension leading up to it that I yell at my TV (laughs) and I'm like, what now? (laughs) When Mickey died, because I was so into Mickey and Lucy together. Like that was so sweet. And I was like, my kids were trying to talk over me last season when they were together and my kids Mm -hmm. are trying to talk over me and I'm like, shush, Mickey and Lucy are getting together. And now he dies. And I was like, this is so unfair. I almost forgot before I even started watching season seven. I, cause in my head, I knew he dies. So in my head, I was like, oh yeah, he died at the end of last season. Right. Okay. The, and then I start watching it. I'm like, oh, oh wait, I was ahead. I didn't say that. Did I? I was like, I didn't tell her that. Did I? And so I, I wouldn't even remember. That's just it. I yeah. would never, I wouldn't remember what you said. I forgot. So I think, yeah, if you're listening and you want to watch it, it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they'll keep it on long enough for me to watch all the seasons. The rest of it. I think I only have one more set of DVDs. Although I was trying to watch this one on, I had to switch over to Amazon Prime because multiples of my discs got all like, hi, we're 30 years old TV and we're not yeah. going to play anymore. So there are so many commercials on Amazon Prime. Oh my I, god! I didn't think mine was that bad, really. I really was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to watch it with ads," and they seemed to go pretty fast. It was I. It didn't bother me so much, and I did take. Mm. You know, yeah, maybe it's just because it's like the same three ads, and when you're oh, watching true. eight hours yeah. in a day, yeah. you're like, "Okay, I've seen this commercial." I saw that Thanks. one multiple times. I don't want to buy that. Yeah, I don't need to see the toilet paper bears anymore. I've got <laughs> exactly. toilet paper. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I think we all have toilet paper now. We all have a ton right now. All right, all right cool, cool, cool. So do you want to keep watching Dallas or? Oh my God, of course. <laughs> cool. Why don't y'all look us up on Facebook and Twitter and join our Facebook group. Yeah. So if you want to talk about Dallas, don't spoil anything for any of us. Yes. Because I haven't seen Beyond Season 7. Yes. And there's lots of Dallas our- fan pages too. So if you have seen Dallas, even if mm-hmm. you are rewatching with us, you can join some of those and like their pages. I do, but Rebecca can't yet because she hasn't watched it all. There's one that there's one Dallas page that you follow. And sometimes on my feed, there's like a video and it's like, Natalie follows this page. And I'm like, oh, you're right. not even supposed to be showing me that. That's wrong. That's, yeah. That's interesting. Cause I didn't know if it even did those algorithms did that anymore. So oops. I mean, not, you don't even have to like it. It's just like, this is the page that she follows. Oh, okay. Good to know. Excuse me? Yeah. You can also find us on Instagram and Patreon. Patreon, we have some bonus content that you need to go and listen to. And we have a newsletter that you can subscribe to. So find all of that stuff online. We'll keep podcasting and hopefully we'll see each other face to face very soon. Soon we'll be in the same room podcasting. All right, that's Dallas season seven, people. All right, wrap up Dallas season seven. Well, I like the changes to the theme song. Yeah. It's all... All right, wrap it up. Wrap it up. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. 
If you enjoy the show, please leave a review and also subscribe so you won't miss an episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love to hear from our listeners. For additional content, check us out at patreon.com slash tvtangents.